I'm not really up for it. I'm too hungover. <laughs> what would that be like? Welcome to Beef Station. <laughs> um, Fuck. We can workshop this idea. <laughs> we could, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oscar, uh, I don't know if this is coming across on mic, but Oscar currently has a dog on his lap. <laughs> Not a That's metaphor. right. Andrew's on my lap. Yeah, he got that dog on him. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dog. Word, All right. Enough of that. That's enough right. dog talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> enough of us. Two old dogs <laughs> talking. Three old dogs, I think. <laughs> Fuck. I actually right. have no idea what she is. There is a real dog on Oscar's lap. By the way. This isn't. It's not a. Well, it, it's, I'm turning it into a bit, <laughs> but I'm not manufacturing not it out of well, nothing. It is a bit. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a bit. Fuck. Right. Okay. Being so being so desperate that you describe a bit as not a bit that you're like, wait, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, hang on, hang on. Listen, <laughs> I was being funny. Okay, I just wasn't uh, riffing from nowhere. <laughs> when I said that bit wasn't a bit, that. Was kind of a bit. Yeah, that was also <laughs> part of a bit. That's a half bit and a half bit, and together, brother, that's a bit. <laughs> you basically got an honorary degree in computer science. Yeah, now, that's right. I was just fuck. I was trying <laughs> to connect it. I think All it's right. a, is it a seventh of that? That's a bite. An eighth or something. some it's shit. Not a fucking seventh. Yeah, an eighth. Then. Well, no, there's. It's one of them's weird. I don't know. It's like, it's like inches. Where it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> it's, like it's like inches to metric, where it's like not a very nice number. Yeah. Um, this fucking dog is never going to get comfy. Probably not. She's just a little nervous, I think. But yeah. She's enjoying her time, I believe. Mm. She also has. She's got a weird body to head ratio. She's for her size. She's got a <laughs> oh, fucking big noggin. Stop describing the woman on my lap and start describing the dog, brother. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> So, in this hypothetical, you have a dog and a woman on your lap. No, I thought we could have cut before. before it could have cut out the bit where you say it's an actual dog, and then it. No, it sounds like you're. It sounds like you're talking <laughs> I, about a dog. I think. I and think, then I reveal that it's a woman, like a bitch. I think know? currently now it's yeah, but we hadn't brought in the bitch thing yet, so uh, now you've just done that. Can so we bring in fine. the bitch thing? <laughs> What's in here? Can you pull the bitch thing up? <laughs> All right. That's our producer that I will never Fuck name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There'll be something in there. Now. We right. should just pretend that we have a producer. That would be very good stuff. <laughs> and like for a podcast that people are like, why the fuck do you guys for take a podcast so that we never release visually either? Yeah. So when we're talking about like, oh, can we pull that up? That's just that's just for us. <laughs> like that's not even you can't <laughs> even go and see what like, we're talking about. Like we pretend there's a visual. We pretend yeah, there's a we video. We pretend component. we upload this to YouTube, yeah, good but shit. we so don't. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like we we like we oh man and then people are like why the fuck does it take you guys so long to edit an episode can't you get your producer to do that yeah that's so good and then like I'll be like nah producer doesn't do that when we're talking about something oh, we man. insert the correct amount of silence <laughs> <laughs> this is good this, what do you mean the correct amount of silence well as if it was like playing in the studio but the audience didn't have the audio fed to it or something <laughs> <laughs> like we're doing live commentaries for fictional videos yeah, guess, that don't yeah. exist. Well, it's like when you—that's good shit. In the dollop, that's an like, idea. In the dollop, they have like historical photos and stuff. So sometimes Gareth will just be like, "That's him," and Dave will be like, "Yep, that's him." And you'll be like, "Well, fuck me, I guess." <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm not seeing these photos. Oh man! All right. Yeah, great. There's gotta be something in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Right. Yeah, I think the whole thing is pretty good. Okay. Um, up to four minutes. Okay. Uh, 
What what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> what are you doing, bro? <laughs> Brother, Put it's been that a while. Away. <laughs> when, all, when all you've got is a hammer, brother, everything <laughs> looks like the news theme. <laughs> fuck, how did I do that? It's been a long time. That's, that's crazy. Your brain just short circuited. That rules. <laughs> this is like what I said I was you. The funny thing is, you don't even this the normal intro is not musical. You just you just talk. <laughs> You just say welcome once again. Uh, I missed this. You got the music in you, I guess. <laughs> uh, we'll leave it all of that. You pull in. Up Bono? We <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, look at Bono's looking good. Yeah. <laughs> if this is the only bit that makes it in, it just makes <laughs> zero fucking sense. They called him and it was just okay, audio of them Bono? looking at a photo of Bono <laughs> and <laughs> not actually looking at a photo of Bono. Well, just, they only know that Just now. lying about looking at a photo of Bono. And all they could come up with was, damn, he's looking good. <laughs> well, don't we me in that. <laughs> all, all you can come up with about Bono is that he was looking good. Fuck, I hate this podcast. Welcome once again aboard Beef Station. Join us as we rocket through the stars at the speed of sound. I'm Oscar. Hi, I'm Andrew. Hope you enjoyed that cold open, which could have been anywhere from 10 seconds to four and a half minutes, depending on what mood whoever the editor of this episode was in. Let's be honest, it'll be me editing it, and God, I hope I decide to add in all four minutes. (laughs) I think that was quite good. There's a lot of good um, shit. Yeah, there you go. Brother, if this didn't make They've it just in... just listen to it and they're like, uh, it actually was not good. That's right. We've got a, you know, we've got a special guest on the podcast today. Mm. Welcome to special co-host... Oh, Strike. Strike. Strike She's is our first girl. dog co-host. That's true, actually. Yeah, we have not featured a, featured a dog Never before. had a dog on the program. We'll, yeah. we'll give Strike a good five seconds in front of the mic just to see if she has anything and to say. And there, but by the grace of God, go us. Barely not the first female on the podcast. <laughs> All right, let's just put the mic. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> let's just put the fuck. <laughs> let's let's just put the mic in front of the in front of the dog for for just a few seconds to see if we get. Now it. I tried this and she was not into it. So let's right, see. Let's if we see if <laughs> All right, no, I wasn't into it. I think you got a little bit of like lip noise and maybe some huffing there, but yeah, yeah. No, nothing. That was that was all me, bro. Nothing great. All right, there is in fact a dog on my lap. I would look, yep. I'm not good with dog breeds, but I would say that if I had to describe this dog, yep. I would say it's like a like a like a Jack Russell was fed human growth hormone. Yes, it's it's, a it's big fat Jack. It has Russell. the body of a corgi minus the ass, <laughs> and with a Jack Russell sized head, but the head is roughly thirty percent bigger than you would expect it to be. I think it's just as I think it's just like a like a supersized Jack Russell. Yeah, nah. Jack Russells have skinnier legs than this thing. This thing has like squat, cute little legs. It sort of has the stature of a seal, <laughs> but but the head of a Jack Russell, which is one of the more obscure Egyptian gods. No, I was going to go uh, Greek, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah! All right. Um, All right. The name of the dog is Strike. Strike apparently is a lady dog name. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Named by a real cool guy. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I am house sitting at the moment And this dog is the the main resident of the house So that's why Anyway, welcome back to the show Uh, I know it's been a hot minute It has been Um, a hot minute I wanted to share a special anecdote for one listener out there 
one Great. specific listener. Are you gonna? Are they? Are they good enough? Are they specific enough to get named or not? David. Hi. Hi, Dave. Hey, Dave. How you going? <laughs> yeah. This is just for you. Anyone else? Uh, anyone else that's uh, not David? Yep. Uh, and you'll know which David. So if you if there's another David listening, yeah, and I can't think of one, but and you're like be. you're like, oh, that's weird. Like I'm David, but like, does he mean me? Obviously, I don't fucking mean you, cunt. Like, yeah. there's one specific if you David. Slayed Goliath. Right. It's not you, brother. Right. <laughs> Sit down. Pocket Sit down. that sling. Get your fucking slingshot. Shove it up your ass. And jog on. I'm slingshot. Do you think David killed Goliath with a slingshot? Do you not? It's a sling. It's no, just it's a, a piece. Of, no, it's a piece of cloth with a with brother, a brother. It's a Y shaped twig with a rubber band in the no, middle. No, he didn't. He killed him with a rock sling, which is a piece of material that you swing around your head like five or six times, and then you loose the sling, and the rock flies and kills someone. It's you so cool that you know that. Way brother. more energy into it than a, this motherfucker thinks. David killed Goliath with a slingshot. I did. Did you not? <laughs> no, it was, it was it was a sling. I refuse. I refuse to be laughed at for my lack of <laughs> biblical knowledge. Wait, you think you think Dennis the Menace killed <laughs> Goliath? <laughs> You're like, you think Poseidon's trident has three horns, brother? It's got four. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, that was a normal uh, sling. David, how you going? Uh, uh, last episode, we said, do not fucking harass us mm. if it's been less than a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was hanging out with Dave the other and day. And he said a big old timer. Yeah. I was hanging out with Dave the other day, and he was like, where the fuck's the new episode? <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, David. David, David, David. Dear sweet David. You've, you've, you've made yourself look the fool here. Because if you listen, if you bothered to listen to the most recent episode... <laughs> Uh, you would know that we called that out. We <laughs> yeah. called out this exact behaviour. I specifically behavior. told right. you, this do not call us. Right. If it's been less than a month. Yeah. And then I looked at my watch and realised that it had been six entire fucking weeks uh, since six we recorded weeks. an episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And so, like, David, so Dave, uh, so I, I'm, like, mulling over how I'm going to respond to this. Mm. Uh, and Dave, like, probably, you know, in my mind, is, like, drinking from the biggest pint glass of water you've ever Absolutely. seen. Absolutely. He's waiting. Right. And yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, no, we've just... Uh, <laughs> the biggest <laughs> pint yeah. of water you've the ever biggest, seen. <laughs> the, the biggest version of a very specifically defined measurement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, it's a Dave... It's, <laughs> it's just... It's like a petri dish that's, yeah, that's like right. a meter wide. That's right. <laughs> Dave, Dave, <laughs> Dave is drinking from the most 330 mils I've ever seen. <laughs> anyway, um, I know there's no point. Yeah. I don't know why. Yep. Don't, whatever, fine. Yep. Anyway, uh, man, hypothetical fictional big glass of water. I yep. say, oh yeah, no, we, ha- we've just, we've just, we haven't had a chance to go down and uh, fucking meet up and record yet. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to go... <laughs> Spit well and truly taken. Okay, Strike did not like that. <laughs> no, the dog dog was not impressed by that. Um, you said, brother, I don't go down to the docks and, 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 and knock the dicks out of your mouth before six weeks is up, okay? <laughs> Fuck yeah, brother. Fuck yeah. How do you like that, Dave? Gotcha. (laughs) Anyway, uh, he was like, you guys haven't even fucking recorded yet? I'm like, mate, you're absolutely right. (laughs) You're absolutely right. No, totally. That one's on us, brother. I'll say, look, when I said a month, I was given us a good two weeks to record and then a good two weeks to edit. Uh, this this dog is uh, fucking stranded. <laughs> she on my needs lap. off. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Get me off this ride. Okay. <laughs> this pod's going south fast. Dave is not going to appreciate this bit, and I will not be associated with Dave it. Dave, better. This uh, is better than when we're talking about movies. 
Anyway, David, I owe you an apology. Sorry. Here's the episode. Yep. Uh, And Dave would, I'm sure, if you haven't already told him, love to know that a mere two days ago, we sat down. Oh, that's that's actually what I was talking about. Yeah. So, we're recording this on a Thursday. Yep. Uh, David, we're recording this on the Thursday after we hung out. Um, uh, Again, some insider knowledge from Dave. Yep. Yep. Thursday. Two days ago, on Tuesday, we met up to record. We set up the recorder, got the microphones out. and I. In the same room. Put headphones on. In the same capsule. Breathing the same air. Almost hit record. Yep. And then we just unrecorded. The, the recorder was powered on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was ready to go. Yeah. And then we just unrecordedly talked about cum for like two and a half hours. It was so funny. It was the best. Genuinely the funniest material Maybe that I've ever done. Might be, <laughs> might be one of the both of us absolutely on a tear, fellas on fire. Yeah, fellas. Let's be honest. It's probably mostly fellas out there, fellas. Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't had a conversation recently, holy fuck, you should give it a try. It is the best fun. Yeah, if you just haven't sat down yeah. and talked. All right. Yeah. Grab your mate. Set up several hundred dollars worth of recording equipment. Yep. Do not turn don't it on. Don't use it. Well, you can turn it on, but just don't hit that big yeah. red button. Have a conversation. Yeah. And then every minute that ticks by, glance at your buddy and be like, should we turn the fucking recorder yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. With that, with yeah. that. <laughs> and this material was just hot enough yeah. that I don't reckon we could have actually released it. No. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, th- I think... Yeah, no, no, we couldn't We, we really crossed the Rubicon on a couple of Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was the perfect combination of, and I realize, I realize, I'm sorry, this sucks. Us, 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 <laughs> just wistfully we're reminiscing about a conversation we had on Tuesday. <laughs> wistfully, anyway, right. it was fucking awesome. You guys had to be yeah. there. You guys almost were there. Yeah, you almost. Guys, almost, you guys were almost, almost there. I'm looking straight down the eye of my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, look, sorry. Check out Conversing with Friends. <laughs> That's my recommendation for this week. Yeah, <laughs> a man who's trying to pass off that he's read that Sally Rooney book, but I'll actually has <laughs> which, which Sally Rooney conversations book? with friends. Yeah, I've been reading conversing with friends. So I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I've reader been, now. I've been into conversing yeah. with friends. I've read yeah. two books in the last oh, six Sally weeks, Rooney. and suddenly mm. I'm just dropping book re- book. <laughs> Book references. Yeah, that's right. You're a fucking reader now. That's you're right. Even, all right. You've been reading. Uh, all right. So, uh, everyone, welcome back. Everyone that's not Dave. That's a little sealed section Hi. just for Dave. Yep. Um, we chatted about how he slayed Goliath, and then, yeah, and then we backed out. Yeah, with a uh, with a bazooka. Will you believe? Imagine. So look, look. So look. Uh, what, what, we, what we have to say is that like, we can't promise you a timeline. Let's let's promise one now. Six weeks. Fuck it. Six weeks. Sure. It's just gone up. Yeah, six weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Sounds good. Here we are. So last uh, last episode, what if we just released that sixteen minutes? Fuck, we should. <laughs> last <laughs> last episode, uh, we promised that we would watch Mad God. We promised that both of us would watch Mad God, mm. and uh, we have not. I'm sorry, we've lied to you. Well, this no, is like a special bonus. Shut up. This is a special like okay. bonus edition, right? So yeah. if we had a Patreon. If we had several thousand listeners... If you'd had given a, us $5 right, per month. Right. How dare you not do that? Yeah. Uh, and then you should. This episode Most would... Most you have my bank details. Right. And so let's live in like a... Let, let's and, and you'll all enjoy this. Let's live in a hypothetical, like, uh, imaginary world where we have like a weekly schedule, like a fortnightly schedule. Mm. This is coming out and is inserting itself as like a cheeky little bonus episode in between our normal content. So this is kind of like more content than you're normally getting. Yeah. You're welcome. 
That's right. Yeah. This is extra content. We've had to set aside more time to do this. Mm. And uh, I suppose that's a long way of saying I didn't watch Mad God. Okay. Well, I did. Right. So we can talk about that. And yeah. I think this is going to be like a. So this this is. I, I feel like this is a. The boldest discussion we've ever had. Where we yeah. said, look, there's no shared comic. Why don't we just turn on the recorder and just see if we can come up with entertaining just, conversation for an hour? We fucking did it on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll do it again. Yeah. I thought that was another incentive to turn on the recorder during that all time yeah. of conversation was just like, well, we're not going to get anything better than this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe we should just turn it on. <laughs> Rules so hard that we, it got to like nine o'clock and we're like, let's just keep having this conversation. Yeah, and yeah, then we yeah. just went home. Yep. It felt weird. We just met up, yeah. had a conversation, and went home. It's like going to someone's house explicitly to fuck, and then you yeah. just watch a show, and then you're like, oh, I'm pretty tired, actually. Yeah. Actually, actually, that, that episode of Sopranos was fucking sick. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of in... I'm kind of... I'm still in that. <laughs> I just kind of want to go home and think about it. It's like, yeah, yeah. me too. All right. Well, All right. Well, well, thanks for see you on around. Thursday to fuck. <laughs> which, which one is the Sopranos? The Sopranos is fucking sick. I mean, yeah. fuck is great, but the Sopranos is sick. <laughs> yeah, then we're just talking about the Sopranos. How good are the Sopranos? Yeah. Uh, so this is the episode. Uh, I, I, I've got a few. Uh, I got a few little headlines and things, so we could launch into some news. Yeah, I, let's I think, do it. I think because this is a bonus episode. Uh, I look. To be honest, I'm just stalling while I pull the headlines up. So yep. I was gonna like be like, "Oh, should we do the news uh, music or not?" We're definitely doing the news music. Just give me a fucking, just give me a fucking for minute. the second time tonight. Yeah, yeah. All right. Beef bullet. Yummy, 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 yummy news. All right. So it's been a little while since we recorded. So I mean. I just, but I just looked at the news the last couple of days, but you know, there, there, there probably could have been an opportunity to look for a whole bunch more news. Could have been. One of the headlines that I think, quiet, uh, I think is one from a little while ago that's worth mentioning that people probably have either forgotten about or are like, oh, you know, it's mm. been a while. Why are you talking about Ben Affleck um, and J Lo? Don't have that. Folks, they're back together. Fuck yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and they got a big house. Yeah, I assume so. J Lo's got a. And a bunch of big yachts. Big yachts. Yeah. That's not what I was going to say, but you know, it's all right. Mm. Big butt. Oh, haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen Ben Affleck's big butt. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Haven't seen Imagine. the first. Haven't seen the first or the second one. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've only seen his left cheek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I would not with it. All right? Yeah, okay, all right, yeah. okay, yeah. Batgirl shelved by Warner Brothers will not receive theatrical or streaming release. So this is a story from me a little while ago, and I suppose if you're not a fucking uh, news hound like I, I am, I thought shelving was supposed to be quicker. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds of, like it doesn't work. See of Warner Brothers stuck Batgirl up his ass, shoving a USB stick up his ass. When do, when do I see it? <laughs> uh, Boy, was that low hanging fruit. <laughs> Warner Brothers and DC Films have reportedly shelved Batgirl. <laughs> Meaning, we know what it means. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. tell us Brother, you means. ain't got to tell me. I'm not on Urban Dictionary looking up what shelving is, okay? I know. I'm I'm in the industry. I know what it means. <laughs> this is the best fucking episode we've ever done, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be very keen to see what the numbers are like. <laughs> a lot of downloads, not very much. Like, how many yeah, listens? Yeah, yeah. What's, what's that drop-off rate? Yeah, yeah. they're going to get five minutes and be like, oh, it's one of these ones. Okay, right. <laughs> 
They're like, what uh, What movie did they watch again? <laughs> oh, no. Checking the episode description. Like, it's weird that they didn't put it in there. <laughs> uh, so, but, but, basically. This movie was not released. They shot the movie. They com- did you hear this? They completely like it's shot done-zo. the movie, finished the movie, did all the effects on it, d- They've screened it to their like staff. screened They've it to sexually yeah. assaulted some of the staff members. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I'd like to say that I was laughing at something else. Ugh! <laughs> uh, was expected to come it's out. Just the industry folks. Uh, <laughs> was expected to come out uh, this year. Uh, they spent. Like ninety million dollars on it, and now it's just not going to be well, released at all. Much of a muchness, not going to be released at all. They completely finished it. Yeah, I mean, in the household budget, you know, sometimes that's just kind of <laughs> so. Does ninety million dollars just, just slips down the back you of the? You just cash. have a built-in margin of of like I don't know cost, mm. right? Where it's just like stuff we not really you don't you, maybe maybe you're lazy that day and you didn't feel like writing it down when you lunch or something <laughs> and sometimes that's 90 million dollars and or you just you bought you bought the film and you're looking at it and you bought it at 11 o'clock yeah and then you forgot you had a work lunch on so okay good. and then you went to the lunch and then you get back to the office and you're looking at batgirl and it's 2 30 and you think i can't eat that but fuck if it's gonna last <laughs> until tomorrow and so you, you just throw Batgirl away. <laughs> and you think, I know it's wasteful. I know that I spent $90 million on that. But I simply can't fit it in. Yeah. I'm too full of lunch yeah. to eat Batgirl. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened in this particular scenario. All right. So the update headline uh, is probably not very surprising, but it's got one quote in it that I think is funny enough that I'll go through the article. Right. Okay, so the, the updated headline from a couple of days ago is Batgirl directors blocked from accessing footage after film pulled by studio. Ooh. So I think that's probably obvious, right? Like Warner Brothers isn't well, they being don't own like, the IP, yeah. They don't work at Warner Brothers. They don't own the IP. Yeah. That's like saying employee uh, cut off from building access after fired. Right. It's like, yeah. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah. It's probably right. bad that right. that happened, but mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. So, uh, one of the directors, uh, quote here that says, the guys from Warner Brothers told us it was not a talent problem from our part, uh, or the actress, or even the quality of the movie they told us. It was just a, tr- a strategic change. Uh, there was new management. <laughs> I love to strategically waste $90 million. <laughs> <laughs> new management, and they wanted to save some money. That's a bold play, brother. <laughs> Good shit. <laughs> um uh, and so they, they've said in this article that the movie actually kind of isn't completely finished. They said, like, look, the movie couldn't be released in its current state before it's, it's released. The one VFX day. stuff's probably not yeah, done. Yeah, there's still a lot of work to do. Uh, there's a bit of VFX they have to do. Yeah. They've still got like one or two scenes they need to shoot. Um, and so here's, here's, here's the bit that I like. This bit and then the next bit. Uh, the director explained, we have nothing. Uh, Adele called me and, and said, uh, shoot everything on your phone. So I went on the server and everything was blocked. Uh, uh, the, the director then went on to say we were like fucking shit all the scenes with Batman in them shit <laughs> what <laughs> that was it to be like no bro we didn't just lose <laughs> we didn't lose some normal scenes we lost the scenes with Batman in them bro like oh yeah God. yeah you're doing a Batman movie that's nuts I don't know is that a deal hang on Oh, this sucks. If that's a there's a pr- 
producer that I've listened to <clears throat> talk about industry stuff, and um, I feel like his name was Adil, and he's produced some fucking stinkers. <laughs> Sounds like he's had some <laughs> bad luck. Well, it's one off of his credits. Yep. Uh, right, let's find another comments. That's all right. I'm also looking. This episode is a little rough around the edges. <laughs> Here we go. Here's another one. Okay. Jesse Eisenberg teases uh, teases dialogue free Sasquatch role. Quote: I grunt, but no lines. <laughs> the actor. <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 going method. There he is. The actor will be covered in full body hair. Jesse Eisenberg has revealed uh, that he'll be playing Sasquatch in an upcoming project. <laughs> not the Sasquatch. <laughs> playing Sasquatch. In an upcoming project directed by David and Nathan Zellner. Now, I will say, uh, I think David and Nathan Zellner, I don't know what's making me think this, but did I tell you about that movie about the, I think it's called Kimiko the Treasure Hunter, and it was like a... a it sounds a like movie. an anime movie. It was a, it was a movie, a real-life movie, uh, that <laughs> was, <laughs> like a live-action movie. It's and a it was real-life anime movie. Japanese lady that, it, the movie fictionally was about a Japanese lady that watched the Fargo movie and thought that it was real. And then travel, yeah, travel to yeah, Fargo yeah, to get the yeah, treasure. Yeah. I think it's those cunts. So I think okay. they write weird movies. Right, sure. Um, so yeah, it's it's this uh, it's this Sasquatch movie. He says in full. He says it's full makeup, full body hair, no lines. I grunt, but no lines, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so yeah, that's that's that's. that's <laughs> Would it be funnier <clears throat> if he was? Absolutely recognizable as Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> what, like or, Jesse Eisenberg with a bit of makeup? Yeah. Or yeah, he looks like the kid from Jumanji when he's a, when he's a monkey. He's just <laughs> like he, definitely a human yeah, face yeah. with just a little nose. Or he's or, just like in a gorilla. He's suit. like Andy Circus, <laughs> unrecognizable. <laughs> For some unfathomable reason, they've got like the A-list only talent, one talent. ready to play yeah. the part was Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> like the only one that could do it. What if this whole time, like, no Jess- man's grunt sounds like an Eisenberg grunt, brother? What if this whole time? Because you know how Andy, uh, Andy Samberg, fuck, uh, <laughs> yeah. What's the Andy Circus? Andy Circus. What uh, you know how Andy Circus is like the dude that does the mocap gorillas in every single movie. Yeah, it's like if you have a gorilla, Andy Circus is playing the gorilla. Yeah, like what if this is just Andy Circus saying yes to every single project, and Jesse Eisenberg this whole time has been the number two call. <laughs> He has been like the understudy. <laughs> he's done like he's done two hundred auditions for mocap, dude. Like fifteen years, <laughs> like that would rule. Yeah, yep. and like he's gone to like that fucking like what Juilliard, not Juilliard. Uh, yeah, he turned down. Uh, he was gonna turn down Social Network. Yeah. for a part in The Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Circus fucking pipped him at the post. Yeah, that's right. One last time, he's gone to like that fucking French clown school. All, he's all into this physical acting, <laughs> and then he just gets this fucking like Aaron Sorkin like uh, Social Network. <laughs> Drama, like, yeah, and he's, he's like, like, "Sure, I'll do, it. sure I'll do that." Uh, but like, my real passion is uh, he's being like, a gorilla. I don't look that much like Zuckerberg. Can you guys like put me in? You know, like <laughs> put me in sort of like full kind of like body prosthetics. Yeah, yeah. He's like, wouldn't it be funny if Zuckerberg had like a weird rubber mask? They're like, that's <laughs> really expensive, and it'll look super weird. Why? <laughs> he's like, I just, I think it would help me. Yeah, good shit. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's 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 coming out. That one. So cool. Looking forward to that. Uh, next one, last yeah, one. Sasquatch let's, let's is see. Canadian Bigfoot, right? <laughs> Sasquatch is Bigfoot. Why do they call him Sasquatch? It's like Uluru and Ants Rock. 
in the one is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, last one. Uh, let's do. Let's do this one. I haven't read the article, but it's a funny headline. Great. All right. Uh, Andrew Garfield defends method acting. It's not just about being an asshole to everyone on set. <laughs> I don't think you know what method acting is if you're calling it bullshit. Uh, Andrew Garfield has hit out at critics of method acting, saying he is quite bothered by the misconception. I don't think any. I mean, like, I don't think most people that are shitting on Jared Leto are saying, "Oh, method acting's a fucking joke." They're mm. saying this guy's insufferable, <laughs> and he's saying I'm yeah. method acting. This is a good fucking quote. Bro. Yeah, listen to this. So he's on the he's on the what the fuck pod with Mark Maron, nice. and he's saying uh, people are acting, uh, people are still acting in that way, and it's it's not about being an asshole to everyone on set. It's actually just about living truthfully under imagined circumstances and being really nice to the crew simultaneously, <laughs> and, being right, a, well then, and being a normal human being and being able to drop it when you need to and staying in it when you want to stay in it. Yeah, he's he's been done dirty with this headline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually kind of bothered uh, by this idea that method acting is fucking bullshit. Uh, no, I I don't think you know what your method acting is if you're calling it bullshit or you just work with someone who claims to be a method actor who isn't actually acting the method at all. It's also very private. I don't want people to see the fucking pipes in my toilet. I don't want them to see how I'm making the sausage. Brother, what are you doing with sausages in your toilet? Yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. On? What, what, what's, what, do you have like a secret sausage method that you really need people not to understand? Or like, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, what the fuck? Um... So, yeah, I mean, he doesn't seem to actually clarify, like, what the fuck method acting actually is, uh, if it's not that. So, you know, I remain to be I remain to be convinced. That's fine. Yep. That's probably all the headlines. Yeah, I, like I said, I think he's rebelling at people who are seeing, like, insufferable people using method acting as a defense. Yeah. And then he's saying, well, they're not, they're not doing method. And actually, like, that's true like my understanding of, i don't have a good grasp of method but i do remember learning about what it was and thinking like oh that's not what i thought it was at all <laughs> it's something about like recalling previous experiences that you have had but it's not but it, it's it's a very specific thing and i think yeah. a lot of people think it's like it's just where you never stop being the character like it's not yeah. that at all it's something completely different okay one more headline that i forgot about because this is one that i pulled out from tuesday this will right. be the last one that we can that we forget about this is <laughs> this is one of those headlines where it's like people pulling up shit from old interviews and they just, they're just making these new headlines to just to stir shit like i just imagine this actor that this headline is about uh is like oh what the fuck why are you <laughs> why are you dragging this up Jonah Hill says he hated super bad co-star Christopher Mintz-Plast at first. Quote, I don't like that guy. I don't want him doing it. Jonah Hill said that he hated Christopher Mintz-Plast from Superbad at first and found him to be annoying. Um, they were, although the cast of Superbad were apparently interviewed as part of some sort of like oral history of the movie in celebration yeah, it's of its... the 15th year anniversary. Yeah, the yeah. 15th anniversary. Um uh, Superbad co-writers Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg remembered how Hill hated newcomer co-star Mince Plus at first on set. Uh, Jonah ha- Jonah ha- immediately hated him. He was like, "That guy was fu- that guy's fucking with my rhythm. I cannot perform with that guy." Rogen <laughs> says. Uh, executive producer Judd Apatow added, uh, 
uh, Jonah said, I don't like that guy. I don't want him doing it. And I said, that's exactly why we're hiring. It couldn't be more perfect. <laughs> the fact I was going to say, the <laughs> dynamic is so fucking good. <laughs> the fact that it bothers you is exactly what we want. <laughs> According to Apatel, Mince Plus was very caustic and attacked Jonah and did improv insulting Jonah. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> he called him fat heaps or something. His callback audition. Not even oh my the god. Movie. That is so fucking brutal, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Here's another question. So, obviously, Jonah Hill got the part. Yeah. And he got a callback, which means there were other people that also got the callback. Yeah. Was Mince Plaz also just rinsing these fuckers and all of them didn't get the part? Mm. Man, he must have been going all out because the last quote here is how Christopher Mince Plaz is saying that, like, at that last interview, he got Jonah Hill and everyone to, like, sign his script because he didn't think he was going to get the bit. He didn't think he was going to get the part. So, the idea of, like, just roasting this guy, this guy being, like, visibly fucking... I hate this motherfucker. Annoyed out of his skull by you. The bill, will you sign my script, bro? And he'd be like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, him just writing fuck off on it. Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> oh, so that's, those are the news headlines. That's great. I feel like on Tuesday I didn't have many. And then just today there were just four absolute fucking just, roars. Yeah, great. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that's lucky. Yep. Yep. There hasn't, there's not much like, uh, I feel like it's a little all quiet on the Western front in terms of like upcoming upcoming movies you know what i mean yeah I some mean, stuff's come out recently i really want to watch i'm sure a friend of the show and previous guest zach is like yeah. yelling at his he probably is at his uh at his speaker i really want to like, watch nope i've I'm watched ex- 500 things yeah I'm we excited to i haven't nope. seen it yeah um uh the, the jordan peele thing but yeah no, i mean i'm sure the shit coming out but you know we, yeah. we've been we've been busy watching other shit um, in the six week period by the way i got covid because i was on a film set i also got covid and i gave oscar covid yeah. so so, <laughs> so so now we're and it's a covid I've had COVID. We've had a dramatic uh, fucking. Uh, it's been a turbulent few weeks. Yeah, it's yeah. been. It's been. We've had. We've had a few weeks. Your boys have been through some shit. Previous guest and friend of the show, Pat, currently has it. So, <laughs> RIP to <laughs> RIP to several so if, real ones. If anyone wants COVID, come to our Co- podcast. You have to. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can. Hopefully we can get this one out fast enough for you to go around and let Pat spit <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um. Do you want to try doing a bit of a return to uh, an old segment we used to do? That I th- I've tried oh, to yeah. You were suggesting stuff. one of these. Right, cool, yeah, so. let's do it. This is a segment that we very ambitiously, about a year and a half ago, called Rate My Meat. Yes. And I think that the segment uh, intro just got as far as me going like, Rate My Meat. Great. And that was about it. And oh, we were like oh, no. <laughs> play acting like, imagine if instead of slapping my belly, I was like, you know. Flopping out on the table yeah. or some shit. And that's a... That's funny. And that's a good image for the listeners <laughs> at home to have. Yeah, <laughs> That's that's, <laughs> that's what you want to hear. Yeah. Okay, so um, here's the first one. So the premise behind this is that I'm finding some, some reviews that uh, I think are interesting, funny, opinionated, uh, in some way notable, yes. on like a Letterboxd or a Rotten Tomatoes or a Metacritic-y kind of place, user yep. reviews, yep. Uh, and I'll read them to you. Yeah, and I suppose the idea is that there will be some inherent inter- inherent entertainment value for me just reading them. Okay, but uh, also you might want to just try a bit and of guess a peek them. behind the curtain. Yeah, okay. you just want to guess guess. And I'm trying to guess what the movie is that they were reviewing. You're trying to guess which what the, you're trying to guess the username of the Metacritic user that wrote <laughs> this review. Yeah, yeah. Guess guess the movie. You're trying to okay. guess the movie. That's. Can I also try and guess the username? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this one because I think it's kind of funny. It's right. not that funny, but it's kind of funny. So can this I, is from. Can I guess? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that the funniest 
letter that your name can begin with is? Because <laughs> I reckon it's K. If your name begins with a K, what the fuck's going on, bro? <laughs> K is a real outsider pick there. Yeah. I really like that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. K is yeah. a weird one. You never expect a K, do you? Uh, I sometimes expect a K. <laughs> and so I feel like you telling me that you never expect a K is where the value is really coming from for me. Well, this is like me being like, D, what the fuck's <laughs> yeah. up with that? Yeah. Fuck. All right. I'm going to read you this. I'm going to read you this. So this is a review from, uh, uh, I think this one's, I think this one's from Metacritic. Right. Uh, all the movies I picked are like, Reasonably recent movies okay. from the last couple of years All that right. you've definitely seen, sure. or at least after probably with. a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, you've def- definitely seen it. Okay, or like a familiar with. Kiefer K. Uh, this is two and a half stars. I'm conflicted about this. Out film. of ten or out of five? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> on Metacritic, that's out of ten. Uh, out of five, so my, maybe well, it's, it's not Metacritic. Okay, it's run to minus. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll I'll have to tailor the review a bit just to like you know cut out some names and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, I'm conflicted about this film. Uh, I think this guy is a brilliant filmmaker, and I mean, uh, one of his last films still stands as one of my favorite films I've ever seen. But this film really just didn't do it for me. Uh, starting with the positives, it's beautifully shot. Every shot, every set, every costume is visually spectacular. I've got one in mind. The special effects uh, are all amazingly well done with visual effects uh, that are incredible. <gasps> no. Now, no. Now, okay. to the negatives. I think I know it. I feel like this movie dragged a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, feel I like know what it is. I've, Fuck. <laughs> I feel like this guy is dedicated to a show-not-tell approach to film, but this movie has so many mundane scenes that just felt so senselessly prolonged. Fat guy floating through the air. Yes, I know what it is. Fuck. <laughs> fat, guy, <laughs> fat guy swimming through mud. Man watering trees, old uh, woman talking in a deep voice. Yeah. This lady having a nervous breakdown. Lots of You're rich, boring. You're a boring person. Lots of rich You're a boring people person. standing around in cool clothes. This movie was not as thrilling or as captivating as I thought it was going to be. Uh, I love this lead actor. I think he's great, but I didn't really vibe with his angsty version of the main character, and I felt it a little too Green Day slash Fallout Boy to me. The character is... <laughs> What do you think of that? It's a valid opinion. It's fine. The character is inherently angsty. He's okay. doing a good job of okay. portraying the character. Character in... Uh, well, that would be in Denis Villeneuve's Dune. It's Dune. It's Dune. I thought you liked that. Fuck off. Here's another one. One and a half stars for Dune. Two... Two... Like... Uh, this is what this one's one You could not like it. You'll love But imagine one. rating that as like a five out of ten. Imagine. Someone did. Someone, someone thought Christ. that. Wrote, like, or like a it. fucking three out of ten. One and a half stars. Great. Most overrated film from the most overrated director. Is this, this is also from Dune. Uh, yeah. Okay. Forgettable, bland plot, boring characters, and garbage dialogue masquerading as a masterpiece. Relies heavily on decent visuals. <laughs> if something's masquerading as a masterpiece, <laughs> brother, I think you missed something. You know what I mean? Like... Things can things can masquerade, masquerade yeah, yeah, yeah. as like culturally relevant yeah, or whatever. Yeah. People just like this because it looks like a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, going to the going to the Mona Lisa <laughs> and just being like, I don't fucking get it. 
It's just a lady. <laughs> yeah, sure, it's a masterpiece. What the fuck what are else? all you guys on about? Honestly, I feel uh, like I'm the only one acknowledging that it's just a lady. <laughs> Zendaya and Timothy Charlottemain are awful actors. Got him. <laughs> I can't honestly believe why everyone thinks this film is a masterpiece and doesn't have a si- it doesn't even have a single piece of quotable dialogue. You know what? <laughs> I can't. Oh, re- oh, fuck! <laughs> I can't. Oh, sorry. I can't I remember that. anything Jesus remotely Christ. interesting from it. I can't quote this movie to my friends. Yeah. That's what One you want. One and a half stars. That's what you want, brother. I feel like I understand why Dave does the dollop now. I'm having the best fucking time. Oh, my God. Honestly, having something to just read through is yeah. like an absolute godsend. It fucking it's good shit. It's All right. so good. Um, I reckon... I reckon you might not have seen this one, but you're definitely familiar with this movie. So try and guess this one. Are you ready? Yeah. I reckon this guy's having a bit of fun with his review. Okay, okay. So maybe this is tongue in tongue in cheek. One out of ten. Great. Helly Weird has done it again, folks. The Wokemageddon continues with no end in sight. A series that was once a brilliant platform for Tim Allen's sophisticated conservative worldview, read between the lines, people, is now a CIA psyop designed to brainwash activist district court judges into legally declaring that my son must wear a dress during my bi-monthly supervised visitation. Is this... If that wasn't bad enough, I'd have a hell of a time explaining to my probation officer why I wasn't going to watch a movie in a theatre full of children... Uh, why I was going to watch a movie in a theater full of children. Don't yeah, ask. This is a great bit. Don't ask. Those charges are bullshit. So I had to watch a pirated version of this woke attainment on an Eastern European website that seems to have seriously damaged my laptop. Hard pass. No one that would have these opinions is as articulate <laughs> as this person who's being in there. Is this for the new light year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Rules that you got that. One out of 10. That's yeah. sick. Not um, being able, being angry that you can't go and see the movie because there will likely be children in the screening <laughs> is <laughs> such a good bit. So good. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Here's another one. Yeah. Uh, number two. Number two. Fuck. Number two. <laughs> two out of ten. <laughs> Immersive Mania Simulator. Yeah, I know what this is. <laughs> 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 we watched this one recently. Fuck yeah. I had to roll the windows. I had to roll the windows all the way down on the drive home to feel the wind on my face in order to recover from the torture of this movie. Yep. I supported my strained forehead Me with too, my brother. Hand during most of the movie <laughs> and nearly walked out several times. I couldn't wait for it to end and I was disappointed <laughs> at the fake ending. Oh. Out of context, what context? The majority of the movie looks and sounds very good, if not epic. Dare I say uh, But taken together It is incoherent Incoherent and dangerous Shut up It, it is incoherent, incoherent. <laughs> That was just me <laughs> But taken together it I know is you're the motherfucker in this Incoherent and dangerous for human consumption This is contemporary He art- said dangerous for human consumption Yeah brother This is contemporary art house cinema Dissonant and chaotic Acting, editing, audio mixing, and photography were all very good. <laughs> what did he rate la- it? Two out two of ten. Two out of ten. <laughs> I laughed at exactly where's, one. Where's the eight going? Yeah. That's all. I'm, that's all I want to know. <laughs> I laughed at exactly one scene. Right. And in another scene, a line about what could have been in past lives brought me to tears. But the last so quarter, this man laughed and cried and gave it a two out of ten. But the last quarter of the film, the language of the movie. Uh, had been established, allowing for mild enjoyment. 
and resolution to some degree, but nothing about how or why this movie was made redeems its terrible watchability. Okay. Two out of ten. Yeah. That would be for Elvis. No, it's everything everywhere all what? at once. What? Okay. Oh, now I have to reframe. I was confident I had that right. That rules. You just hate Elvis that much that you're like a massive mania simulator. Yeah. And you're like Elvis. I'm like, Whereas it's the Baz. movie it's about is like a fucking multiverse and all this fucking overwhelming flashing colors and shit. And you're that like, was nah, this is just bad. Filmed in a much more coherent way than Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, showing my ass there, but fair enough. <laughs> showing my ass. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. All right. I think I've got <laughs> one. Oh, okay. No, I think that was it. I think that was it. I think that's all I got. He rated everything everywhere all at once a two out of ten, and I have no idea why, because he said most of it was good. Yeah. Okay, bro. It's not for you, I guess. Good shit. There's, there's, I've got a lot more angry reviews about um, uh, about everything everywhere, and I tried to find a whole bunch of good reviews about... Uh, uh, all right, let's see if you can get this one. Mm-hmm. Five out of ten. Sometimes it just feels like I watched an entirely different movie to everyone else. The characters were paper thin, the dialogue was bare bones, and the film was obsessed with callbacks to the original. I couldn't take the plot seriously. This Ooh. thing they're training for is psychotically suicidal. And I couldn't even enjoy uh, okay. those action sequences since they ignored yep. the laws of physics and just followed anime logic. <laughs> I don't know. I must have just seen a different movie to everyone else. What? They ignored the laws of physics? Yeah, I don't know. So obviously it's Top Gun. Yeah. But like every- Do you think you know more than the like expert consultants that they yeah, probably brought on know. for this shit? Wait, they like really did most of that <laughs> shit, right? <laughs> I don't know, bro. I'm dying. I want, I want someone like, to. I want think to, so. I want to engage these people in conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah, like, right. Do you think so, that most of it was shot in the studio? The only thing that movie had was the fact that they sort of just really did that shit. Yeah, it's good shit. I mean, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's probably all I got. So, okay. with, with the Top Gun ones, every single other review talked about how it was military propaganda. So, I <laughs> Very I fair. Yeah. I couldn't find one that didn't refer to that. <laughs> less, than the, uh, less than the first one, though. Good shit. I don't think that the US Navy is seeing the same bump in recruitment. You know what I mean? This yeah. time than they did in the in the eighties. Uh, and so. also, isn't, isn't it weird that the Air Force, uh, like, isn't it weird that it's Navy? Isn't the Navy, the Navy has supposed planes. to be boats. Yeah, I don't know. They're all. What, they're what all are shit. the Air Force doing? If the Navy's got all the boats, and the they're movies. on aircraft carriers, so they're on the on the sea. So what the fuck is the Air so Force? They're naval doing? officers. Well, they're on the land. So. Uh, so they're planes that take off only from the land. What, so just a bomb Canada in Mexico? Yeah, I guess. What the fuck, right? Yeah. Well, like, probably drones. Although I think, like, Navy does drone stuff too. So... But, like, the Space Force as well. So the Air Force can't go over water and they have, like, a height limit in their yeah. planes. Navy has a Navy SEALs too and they're the ones that do all the special shit. Like, they got Bin Laden... <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, Navy yeah, killed Bin Laden. Navy's the one you. <laughs> Navy's the one you want to do. They did, right? I think they actually killed Bin Laden. That's quite funny. I hadn't really thought of that before. That he got got by the, the fucking the Navy. Navy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that rules. <laughs> fuck. I mean, damn. And the Navy's got some longevity too. I mean, they branch into all sorts of stuff. Like old Navy just sells clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Are so they have archery stores? Because I need to know where you got that fucking long bow from, bro. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> they got planes. They got textiles. <laughs> I, I think if you go back and listen, you can hear me go like, yeah, but 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 while I try to figure that out. Yeah, you definitely can. Yeah, I, I was like minority reporting that fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Interesting. Well, at least we finally talked about a movie. <laughs> Minority Report, also a movie with Tom Cruise in yeah. it. Speaking of movies, uh, we didn't watch any specific movie that's an official movie for the pod this There's week. no official. Well, this Andrew, is an unofficial episode. It's a bootleg pod. Oh, fuck yeah. Andrew watched a movie for the pod. Uh, little did he know that it was not for the pod, even though we're talking about it. Yeah, I did. So, uh, do you want to talk? I mean, just to honor the. Uh, I would love to. If you did watch Mad God. I did. No, not you. F- shut up. <laughs> fucking obviously not you. You fucking idiot. Listeners, if one of you watched Mad God. Be specific. Fuck. <laughs> Listeners, if any of you watched Mad God after looking at it in the comments, please let us know. I'm dying because it was like such an enormous pain in the ass for me to watch Mad God that I decided not to want it's my podcast. So, I mean, I'd love to know if anyone out there watched it. Uh, if you're interested in watching it, it's on Shudder, which is part of Amazon Prime, but you basically just have to pay for another subscription service. It's like adding a channel to your Amazon Prime. Very annoying. All right. So, my understanding of Mad God is that this guy, Phil Tippett, is famous for doing practical effects on uh, movies like Jurassic Park. If he didn't do The Thing, he's done stuff like The Thing. I think he did Predator, maybe, and right. like Alien. All like, those classic yeah. 80s action movies. You've seen a lot of his work. Classic practical effects. Uh, and then I think about 20 to 30 years ago, he started this project for this stop motion animation puppetsy kind of movie called Mad God, which has finally been released. And it took the dude like 90, 90, it took the dude like 30 years to complete it. And he, he did like a Kickstarter. Starts, like Starts with a train pulling into a yeah. station. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude! It took the it took him like thirty years to complete. He did a Kickstarter like ten years ago and had a fucking nervous breakdown. So like, uh, he's finally completed it. It's out. It's ninety minutes long. Mm. Uh, what'd you think? Um, I mean, yeah, I really liked it. What's it's a hard the tone of it. <clears throat> it's a hard movie to talk about. So we actually talked about this, like do, doing the app, and I had watched it. I watched it while I had COVID. Oh yeah. And I said to you, I was basically like, "Hey, man, I actually don't think we can do an episode on this because, um, I mean, one of the main features of it is that it has next to no dialogue. Any dialogue is like completely incidental. It has multiple protagonists, sort of, that it follows, yeah. and none of them ever speak." So I I was like it's such a visual thing I just don't think we can talk about it where people haven't seen it right. basically visually I've heard it's incredible so yeah concept I would say I, I would elevate it one step beyond visually and say conceptually it's it's one of the most bold movies I've ever seen so um, what what the fuck is this movie 
it's I'm sorry, it's really hard to talk about <laughs> because it's it's very like high concept. So basically it starts off with like this um this guy that's in like it, so it's it's all stop motion animation. I think you already said that, but yeah. it's all stop motion animation. It, well, it's actually mixed. So he, sometimes he does real footage and stuff. So he mixes yeah. like multiple different kinds of filmmaking, but mostly it's stop motion. And it starts off with this uh, uh, character who I think is called the assassin, but he just is uh, essentially looks like a World War One or two. He's got this like, gas soldier with like thing. a gas. Are those World War One or two gas masks? Whatever. A World War gas mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Look it up. Do your own research. Um, I feel like it's World War Two. Anyway, uh, getting lowered down from the sky on in this like bath escape style pod, um, and he gets lowered down. He gets shot at by these big like flat cannons through this fortress. They miss him, and uh, he like a little descends. underwater ball thing. Yeah, but it's through the sky. It looks like an old school like bathysphere thing. Yeah, like a single yeah. person kind of. It's like an. It's like a what like a like a pod like a you know orbital pod okay. or like a drop pod. Okay. But it's but he's being winched down on a cable okay. from the sky. So he goes through this fortress world and into a hole in the ground, and he keeps going, and he keeps being winched through this hole in the ground, and. He passes all of these different layers of worlds that have been built over. So he That's goes sick. through like d- d- ruins of dinosaur bones and ruins of like Mayan cities and then eventually lands in something that looks like a wasteland that you might see in Mad Max. And he gets out of the pod, he's carrying a briefcase and it becomes clear later that the briefcase has a bomb in it. So essentially, this guy's entire job is to descend into this world below... Like the ruins of other civilizations, many other civilizations, yeah. and set this bomb somewhere significant. This, this, this movie sounds fucking sick. It's bro. really cool, but there's no dialogue. Yeah. So all of the storytelling. It's all about the visuals and everything. It is a hundred percent visual storytelling, right. and it's not a particularly like clearly distinct story. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, he's kind of you kind of figure out later he's sent by some sort of like religious group maybe they're catholics (laughs) because there's someone that kind of their leader sort of looks papal in a way yeah but um it's not really specified and that guy there's more than one protagonist like that that protagonist gets captured and so you start following another assassin and so it's like multiple attempts to do the same thing and then at the end of the or like the last third sort of follows this um it actually kind of follows this like de- demon or like spirit thing that's harvested the soul of a child and it's carrying <laughs> yeah. it's carrying the soul of the child through to this like wizard thing that's going to process it. No, nah, this and movie sounds fucking sick. It is bro. cool as fuck and I've uh, the, the best thing I can say about it is I've never seen anything like it and I don't think you will ever watch anything like it ever again in your entire Would life. Would you recommend it? You enjoy it? Yeah, I did. I really enjoyed it. You have to know this is almost not a movie. Like it's it's you're going in to watch like a concept art piece it's 83 minutes long it does not have a normal narrative right the it's it reminds me in like how because it's fucking gross like yeah. it's so that's what i was gonna ask in terms of like 
uh, I'm just thinking of like the monsters in the thing kind of kind of in terms of like how it grow like like that, but a lot though. more like it's like. Do you know how like there used to be these plasticine children's programs that we would watch, and they'd be yeah. like real grotty, like there yeah. would be like snot and like, puke and right. farts, like, like that shit. It's that, but it's like oh, yeah. that, Sounds but it's sick. taking itself completely seriously. Um, I mean, it, you know, I think it knows when it's being like a bit silly, disgusting a bit and silly, whatever, but yeah. but it's there's like maybe one or two comedic beats, just enough that you're like, okay, I think this person is not like they don't think that they're like. You know they don't have a god complex about the art that they're creating, but yeah. it is, it's a, it's meant to. The world is meant to feel like it is falling apart and it has regressed and become basal and disgusting. And it is the value of so it's there's like multiple nothing. Not everything nice. Not everything <laughs> is um, uh, human in a recognizable sense. So there's a lot of creatures yeah. that are definitely not human. But despite that, so there, there's all these monsters and stuff, it's still clear, no matter which world you're in, that the value of life is near zero. Like there's a significant scene, like a scene that goes on for a fairly long time, yeah. where there are these like zombie or like slave style things. And it's like... I, I'm having trouble remembering, but it's it's literally like throughout this scene while you're following the assassin creep from place to place, um, you just watch these uh, zombie slash like soulless, like undead kind of slave things wander around and regularly they just get killed by these giant feet that just like, <laughs> that just crush them for shit. no purpose. Almost like that, but it's yeah. fucking like awful like the way that that happens to them is like quite yeah right gratuitous right, i think you've sold me man I'm gonna it's watch a fucking movie. cool movie yeah. but you can see why it would have been impossible to do an episode on because if you haven't no, seen I reckon it, I could have done it you just have no idea what i'm talking about and it's very hard to describe something that's so visual so all i can say is it's like a mix between like even Wallace and Gromit, like it being stop motion, is the only <laughs> link. Really, it, it's it doesn't have the same like. Or it's like it's like Grog or Grug or whatever that like. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Do you remember that caveman dude, cartoon? Dude, dude, being like Mad God, better than Grug, worse than Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> that would that yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that I remember sit. Grug. Um, it was like Grug in that when I was a kid, <laughs> it, it made like me Grug. feel like Phil Tippett is fucking rolling around. Dude, I don't know if you got this. I'm sure this will resound with some listeners, but Grug used to make me feel kind of anxious and creeped out. It would make yeah. me feel really uncomfortable as really a kid. Un- like some of the way that they would scream really and stuff. Unsettling. The baby would always be screaming and have oh, like a is, is big that, fucking snot ball <laughs> coming out of its I nose. Had this audio on the podcast. We have because I had to insert <laughs> it for something recently. Yeah, is that's that it. That? Yes, that's oh, it. Fuck. Well done. Um, that <laughs> is how it felt, but amplif- But like, <laughs> the fuck like clearly did. that show was made for kids. This is made for adults. I it's can't like this is the second time we talked about Grug. There's the so podcast. many monsters walking around with like, di- like weird mixes of dicks and vaginas just hanging out. It's really hypersexual at points Hell in yeah, time brother. too. Um, yeah, it's it's very it's meant to be it's definitely coming from a place meant to be like buried right in the back of his like fucking subconscious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where he's just like uninhibited, like I'm going to create this thing. It's got it's like a big eyeball and it's got like a it's got something that's like a weird mix between a clitoris and a ball sack sticking yeah, off the brother. back of it. Uh it shits constantly. <laughs> 
It's it's like in, just insane stuff, like schizophrenic <laughs> oh shit. It's it, awesome. It. Yeah, yeah. All right. Maybe sounds great. Thank you for letting us all I'm know, brother. I'm underbaking how weird it is. Like, <laughs> it's a yeah, pretty fucking weird, yeah, bro. Yeah. You just said clitoris and ballsack. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Well, yeah. nearly the same thing, actually. Formulate, <laughs> formulate one, formulate the other. You guys thought about how weird ballsacks are? You guys thought right. about how your, your balls were almost a clit? <laughs> a movie I saw uh, a little while ago now that I wanted to talk about in the pod. I don't think I talked about it on the pod last night, but just stop me if I have. Yeah, I actually... I've got a couple that I could talk about. I can't remember if I talked about them. Right, let's see if we can like whistle stop through. Because right. um, I'm a brother, I'm sleepy. All right. <laughs> uh, first one I watched, uh, I didn't think that I was going to watch this or like, give a fuck about this, but I found myself uh, on like, a night when I just sort of didn't really give a fuck about what I was watching. I was just kind of in the mood to watch like something dumb. Nice. And so I watched the new, I did watch the new Lightyear movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Year of work for a four-minute flight. Isn't that something? <laughs> We're all ready if you are, sir. Well, let's go find out if this... <laughs> yeah, we got a breach in the perimeter. <laughs> Thank you. Buzz Lightyear mission log. After a full year of being marooned on this planet, our first test flight is a go. Get everyone home. Good luck, Captain. We're all counting on you. Roger that. There's a star waiting in the sky. Hello, Buzz. Whoa. I am Socks, your personal companion robot. We'd like to come and We're being pursued by a. Just a massive robot! That was utterly terrifying, and I regret having joined you. I can provide sleep sounds if you like. I have several options. Summer night, ocean paradise, whale calls. No, no, white noise is fine. Very well. Good night, socks. Good night, Buzz. Cool, yeah. Yeah, right. So, um, and how was that, motherfucker? It's a Pixar, it's a Pixar one? Great. Uh, I would say it's not, like, by any stretch of my imagination, my favorite Pixar movie at all. Sure. Like, it's probably in, in a tier of, like, I don't know, like, not like a Cars, but, like, in that kind of thing, where it's kind of like, why Cars you... is good. Yeah. But... I haven't watched it in a really long time. Yeah, it's, it, I feel like a lot of people look at Cars as like, yeah, why did you make this movie? Like, cars like, 3. Cars 2 or something. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, so... Oh, the best bit about Lightyear, Planes. and I think the, something that I honestly thought was like really cool, mm. was the art direction. Okay. Uh, so I so the the, the the completely unnecessary premise behind the Lightyear movie mm. is that in the world of Toy Story, the kid Andy from Toy Story watched a movie that made him want to get a Buzz Lightyear toy, and this is that, and movie. this is that movie, and so and that man's name. Buzz Lightyear. Oh, you honestly confused me. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say Albert Einstein. <laughs> and so, um, uh, the idea behind this movie is that it's like, 
yeah, it's it's the, uh, the Buzz Lightyear toy from Toy Story is based on the character in this movie. So mm. Tim Allen's not voicing the character. Chris Evans Oh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and the movie is like a sci-fi space movie about yeah. how the, the fucking like space ranger... Because there's that cartoon TV show. Yeah, where they're already like space rangers in a space station. Yeah, that station. was what pissed me off because right, so I used to watch that show, and that show ruled. And then, well, so this doesn't supersede that or like renege no, that or anything. They just already had this full world built. No, so this is like the premise. This is like the setup for that. So this is yeah. like the prequel to that. So they're using none of the characters. They're using a lot of the same characters. Yeah, this no, is they're not the same characters because I remember watching something where the guy was like, "You've." ripped all my characters from that show off but you've just named them stuff that's different or like changed the skin color from the concept art very weird stuff happened with this movie and the animated thing the the world in the animated movie still exists in this but this is like a prequel to that so the idea is that there was this big like mothership going to another planet Mm. uh and Which it's planet? like a, I don't know, some bullshit like New Earth kind of thing. Uh, and it's like a thousand year journey or some shit. And so they're all in hypersleep. Right. From Toy Story. Uh, That's not from Toy Story. He does. He's like, he's like, when he's in his box in Toy Story, yeah. they're like, he wakes up and he's like, oh, I've been awoken from hypersleep. Yeah. Yeah, and so like it's one That's of the co- other movies, one though, of the cool probably. things about this movie is the way in which it integrates stuff awesome like movie. really nicely into the movie that you can then see that like a toy maker would have taken and put into the toy. Yeah, so they've sort of worked backwards yeah, from and so, the normal process. Right, so all of the spaceships and all of the 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 bits about the character in the world are really fucking neat. Mm. And so like for example, like the best bit about this movie actually is that when you watch it on Disney Plus after you finish watching the movie, <laughs> it suggests that you watch a half an hour long like making of that they've done about the movie. Okay. Where they've they they talk about like the development of the Buzz Lightyear character all the way from Toy Story 1 mm. and they show you all this concept art that goes from these like sort of f- uh, 50s, 60s style sci-fi Jetsons-y kind of spacemen yeah, yeah, yeah. all the way through till like action, the action many Buzz Lightyear kind of character they ended up going with. And so, and all the creative decisions they talk about with the original Toy Story arc artists. Man. Yeah. God damn. Oh yeah. Like all, all the original Toy Story artists that are talking about the decisions they made in like creating this character um, are so cool and so interesting. This mm. making of feature, and it talks about these Toy Story guys being like, yeah, well, like the whole point of the first movie was that like this character was supposed to be the coolest fucking toy that every kid would want, and so like we wanted them to have like you know karate chops and lasers and fucking wings and all this shit, and like we wanted them to be like a toy, and and as a character, we wanted them to like just a, just be designed to annoy the piss out of Woody. Uh, right. Which is like, which is a funny thing, some yeah, funny yeah, way to yeah, design yeah. a character. Yeah. So that whole feature, and then going all the way through to like, how are we going to adapt that character from the toy into a real character from a real movie? Yeah. And all the guys that worked on this movie, a lot of the big creative guys worked on the original Toy Story, mm, and sure. like the guy that's the director of this, they said was like the go-to guy for like how should Buzz be animated back in the original movie? And this guy's like a real toy nerd, mm. and so like the. The, the sword that Buzz, like the sort of laser sword machete thing that Buzz has in this movie right. uh, has like all these plastic grooves and ridges and it's really blocky in a way that he says like he deliberately thought like if someone was going to make this movie, they would make it to like sell toys and so yeah. they would deliberately so design looks stuff like a cool toy. to look like a cool toy, yeah that's which neat. is cool. Um, so the premise behind the movie is that they're in this big like thousand year mothership thing to a new planet and it, they're going on such a long journey that they like stop every now thousand and then. Thousand year mothership is like where you bury a mothership in the ground 
<laughs> under a tree and let it like let the earth cook it for for how long? Uh, not a thousand years, but yeah, that's just what the, long, that's what the Chinese translation would be. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's thousand year um, egg. And so, like, Buzz is awoken from cryosleep. That one didn't hit, but that was no, funny. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. if you say so. Yeah, Buzz, okay. was awoken, Buzz is awoken from cryosleep, and the ship is like, hey, there's, like, useful resources on this planet. Cryosleep or hypersleep? Get your fucking story straight, hypersleep. brother. What the fuck did I say? You said cryosleep. cryosleep. Brother, I you want... You are fucking brother, me around. Brother, I want to go and have a fucking cryosleep. <laughs> uh... <laughs> The ship, the ship is there. Uh, yeah, freeze, freeze me you up. You get home and get into a bathtub yeah. full of ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steal, you come and steal my kidneys 15 minutes later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the ship AI wakes Buzz up and is like, hey, there are useful resources. Both kidneys. <laughs> Stealing both kidneys. That's just, that's just murder. <laughs> I know we're having fun, but this is fucking killing me. <laughs> He's woken up, and the AI is like, "There are useful resources on this planet. Um, wake up and like see if we can harvest these. And if we can, we'll stop here for a bit and harvest the resources." Okay, and sure. Going. Yep. Uh, and Gu- Buzz makes like a reckless decision uh, to like oh, never, never give up the mission. I'm a space ranger. Uh, to like, and accidentally like gets cr- them stranded. Gets them stranded on this yeah. planet. Um, Douchebag. Yeah, and then this mothership is so big that they have all these fucking resources. They're like, oh, well, if we're stranded, we'll just fucking build a city on this planet and we'll have we oh, have all these like, resources and shit and we'll just like su- su- survive as a society and we'll just accept that it's going to take years for us to get off this fucking planet. Fucking road stop. Yeah, and okay. so the premise of the movie is that in, this, in the crash, Buzz damaged their like light speed fucking hyperdrive unit thing. Sure. Um, and they have to build a new one from scratch. Right. And they have this little sort of X-Wing starfighter thing that Buzz is like constantly getting up in and doing new test flights to test the new iteration of the new light speed unit that they're doing. Okay. And they're always trying to develop. They're like, all right, we've nailed it, but it's just like the mixture of the fuel and we just have to get the right fucking like fuel mixture to get this magic little fucking hyperspeed crystal thing that sure. works in speed. Um, but the weird bit is, this is like, so this is like 10 minutes into the movie. Um, they set up the idea that like the way that they've made this light speed little spaceship starfighter thing work, that Buzz gets up and does a test drive and comes back and he goes, fuck, I tried this. Well, I owe this to the community. They'll get up and do another one. Every single time he does that, the closer he gets to the speed of light, the faster time moves because of relativity. And when he gets back, it's been like... Everyone's old. It's been like 10 years. Sure. And brother, the fucking movie sends Buzz up like 10 times. What? And so, in this like kids movie, Buzz His friends are dying. Buzz, <laughs> dude, it shows you Buzz's like friends get old and have kids and die of old age, uh, and then they've planes it. Yeah, and then the kids grow up, and then the kids are like in their like twenties, and Buzz like finally gets a thing that works, and he comes back. Uh, and he's like, but it shows him like coming back after every fucking trip, and they're all ten years old. And he's like, oh, this is fine. And then like, it's crazy, dude. Like it's it's like this insanely like really heavy emotional beat that also isn't set up properly to be able to fucking to get good payoff. Get good payoff with the fact that like Buzz what is the mourning fuck? the loss of this friend, and then but then that's an insane structure for a Pixar movie. His friend has what a daughter. The fuck? 
that the daughter is basically just like the proxy for his actual friend after Buzz is back and the main story yeah, starts right. again. Yeah, and the main okay. story is like this story about how like Buzz needs to learn to trust his friends and work as a team instead of just yeah, like trying be a to team player. Yeah. The story sucks. Yeah. But the animation is amazing because it's Pixar in twenty. Yeah, that's a given. And yeah. the art direction, like I said, is fucking sick. Yeah. So cool. like if you love I feel like if you love Buzz Lightyear as a character uh, which I kind of do. I, I just I don't, I don't know. He's part of my childhood. I just like sure, Buzz. Yeah. Then the movie is fun if you're in for like a dumb watch and you can accept the fact that the plot is a kiddie, stupid children's movie plot. Damn. But the, the, the fucking art direction is sick and this bit with the time travel relativity shit at the start just randomly thrown in and then he's completely dismissed with the first 50 minutes. It's like so bizarre. That seems crazy. But it's sick. Like the spaceships and stuff are cool. The way that they've like, because like in, in Toy Story 2, mm. Buzz is, you see Buzz's box that he comes in. Yeah, and yeah. It kind of looks like a ship. Yeah, that's the what way, I'm thinking about. The way that in Al's like, toy barn. Yeah, the way they like turn that ship into like the actual ship in this in the movie. The movie, the ship looks fucking sick, mm. and like all of the stuff he has and the spaceship, the space suit looks sick, and um, the way that they bring in like his like wings and stuff, um, it's all so sick. And then the way that the end of this movie ties into like the start of the Star Command thing is that it's been like. He's done so many trips that it's been like 120 or 130 so years or whatever. And so they've had yeah. all this development. Exactly. It's so sick. And mm. so I reckon it's worth watching if you like Buzz Lightyear. You just have to accept that the actual plot of the movie kind of sucks. Which is so disappointing to say about a fucking Pixar movie. I say, you know what I mean? That's crazy. I'd say it doesn't. It's not that it sucks. I think I'm probably a bit too old for but it. But even I th- it being I think mid, if you're a like, kid, then... Yeah, they've always appealed. They've always found a way. Yeah. Finding Nemo is still well, a good movie. F- for me, the way that Up it appealed to me... Movie. Yeah, exactly. And for me, the way that it appealed to me was like the... fucking. I think it's just that I could see the strings in it a bit more this time in a way that I couldn't in another Pixar movie. Like, just the idea that like I could see that what it was like... That, yeah, I get it. He's like, he has to fucking like trust his friends or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. And all this stuff where like sure. all the characters... Honestly, part of what got, got me part of what annoyed me about it was the idea that this movie is supposed to be a sci-fi action movie from the 90s mm, and sure. it doesn't feel like that it feels like a 2020 right pixar movie that's inclusive and wholesome and family friendly interesting in a way that i'm glad the movie exists but it doesn't feel like a stupid <laughs> should have given this to paul verhoeven to direct <laughs> i'm literally like five percent away a accidentally tripping 5% away from like the shit on Metacritic that I skipped over that was like there are gay people in this movie what yeah. the fuck <laughs> but yeah. like I know um, what you mean though the, the the sheen of it is too modern yeah, yeah. exactly like it's if not you can, Star Trek enough. yeah if you compare like Toy Story 4 to fucking like Jurassic Park or some shit just right. like those older like 90s Stargate would have been yeah, a perfect well, fucking or the, Battlestar Galactica right like those old like 90s sci-fi shows or sci-fi TV Andromeda uh, sci-fi movies or whatever they just have like all these like really gritty uh, kind of feelings to them where it's like like kids movies then were a bit like more adult than they are now and I just mm. thought like if they were sincere in their premise of like trying and to make this like all of those a like movie. M-rated sci-fi serials were also very adult like yeah, they dealt well, with some fucked stuff if you watch a PG from 30 years ago and a PG today the PG from 30 years ago is way harder yeah, and I just definitely. thought like obviously Pixar's not going to go hard on that but yeah. I just thought like if you're sincere in your premise though. of like you. this is a sci-fi movie from the '90s, mm. they could have gone a bit harder. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that just, was it. They want mass appeal. Um, you want to well, talk about? It sort of sucks that it wasn't like you know. I don't know. Sometimes you get a Pixar one that just is is still a still a hit, still yeah. red hot. Go. I still think I enjoyed it. I mm. just don't think in the same ways you can you can recommend Up and be like Up's a fucking great movie. Yeah, you'd have to recommend this with all the caveats and stuff. Yeah, like sure. I've already done. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like we've both watched Better Call Saul, and there's probably five minutes we could talk about Better Call Saul. Yeah, about. let's do five minutes. Okay. Um. So I am three and a half seasons in. You are done. So no spoilers past yeah. season three. We just want. I just won't really talk about spoiler stuff, basically. Yeah. Um, other than maybe mention the names of some characters that appear in the show. Yeah. Um, but that probably you know what happens in Breaking Bad if you've yeah. seen that. Um. So, I was trying to sell someone on this recently because uh, the reason why I started watching Better Call Saul... So, I was initially out. And when I heard that they were doing the series, I was like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. get like Vince Gilligan, like do something in a different universe. I yeah. don't want these characters anymore. I'm done with them. So, for like the three people that don't know, this is a this is a prequel spin-off series to Breaking Bad. Yeah. Breaking Bad, the show with Brian Cranston where he cooks yep. meth. There is a dodgy lawyer character in Breaking Bad, and this whole show is the it's origin. Saul Goodman. Yeah, it's the origin story of Saul Goodman going all the way from like uh, well-meaning, good, decent lawyer guy through to like dodgy lawyer by the end of the last season. Yeah, because like in in the same way that when uh, Jules and whatever fuck I can't remember the character is Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta have to call like the wolf character to come and clean up Harvey yeah. Keitel in uh in Pulp Fiction and it's like this guy's entire job is like cleaning up the mess of criminals so that his entire life is spent operating like fixing problems yeah for these like mob and he's like so insanely competent at it right Saul Goodman in Breaking Bad performs a similar role but he's sort of a twist on that character where he's their legal help but he's also like he just is the greasiest character you know what I mean like he's such a greasy lawyer but he's also very competent yeah and so it's interesting the way that the show has been like, right, well, this must have been a real fucking guy to begin with. Yeah, like how, how did he How did he get here? How did he turn to this like weird right. cartoon greasy lawyer? Because obviously Breaking Bad took Walter White and it transformed mm. him from high school chemistry teacher who has a loving family but gets diagnosed with cancer to yeah. like Scarface level criminal mastermind, psychopath, yeah. etc. And so the transformation is interesting. And this kind of starts showing you where this guy ended up yeah. and then walks you right back and says, well, he wasn't always like this. And so the intrigue from the start comes from um, the fact that he is completely different. And that is exemplified by the fact that he has a different name. Yeah. So his name is... Jimmy McGill. Jimmy McGill. And so that's the first. And so, so I suppose the point that you were making before I cut you off and did a summary is that, like, you if you're worried this show sucks, they fucking nail it. Yeah. This so show the fucking thing that made rules. me go in on it was that I follow a bunch of writers on Twitter because listeners, you know, I do the the film shit, and I'm trying to. I follow writers because sometimes they have good resources, and I just heard a couple of writers who I respected saying. Better Call Saul is incredible. Yeah. And, and no one's talking about no it. No one's talking about it. Yeah. And I completely agree with what they were saying. Now, having rips. gone in on it a couple it of years so later, hard. it's maybe the best. So I was, and I was trying to sell someone on it. Like Breaking Bad was, um, uh, the scale was broader. So it, it, like sometimes, let me put it this way I'm three and a, I don't know how it goes. Yeah. To, in the last, like, two and a half seasons that I haven't seen or three and a half, whatever it is. Yeah. But I feel like within the first season or so, Breaking Bad had had explosions. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Breaking literal Bad is explosions. Like, a, like an action drama, yeah. drug, 
cop kind of movie. Yeah. Kind of TV show. This show, Better Call Saul, has not had a single explosion. It's more like a... It's it's like in the same world, but it's like a legal drama. It's like if Breaking yeah, Bad was a legal is. drama. But it's also a crime thriller, right? Yeah. And I think what's so intriguing about it is, yes, it's a legal drama. It's also very funny because, like, Saul is a... And Jimmy is a funny character. Yeah. It has a lot more, like... I feel like it lets the heart breathe a lot more than Breaking Bad did, where, like, all of... I mean, because you were so in the shit so fast in Breaking Bad, like, any romantic connection... I think it was mostly Jesse that had any kind of, like, romantic interest, but, like, any love was so dangerous because you knew that if they were creating a connection between characters... um, they were sort of like destined to destined for tragedy. Yeah. Whereas in this, I know the writers, so I kind of know that maybe some things are not going to end well. But like yeah. from the first episode, Jimmy has this companion called Kim who ends up becoming like a flourishing supporting character. Yeah, it's, um, it's I mean, so far from where you are is... I'm. I'm not trying to. No, I know. Everything up to where you are. It's like the main supporting character. She in the is, show. And, and and I expected that relationship. Sorry, I expected that relationship <laughs> to burn itself out or get burned much faster than it has. And it's such a relief that those and like there's things that have happened that mean that they are now tied together almost permanently. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like they've made decisions that mean that they are. They have secrets together. Yeah. And so, like, there's tension, but it's not... But they're not adversarial, and it's also, like, neither of them has been killed. You know what I mean? I think the show is so fucking interesting in the way that it, mm. it, it is still compelling, because if you've seen Breaking Bad, which I think the show is better if you have seen Breaking Bad, um, uh, like, yeah, you know I, I that, would, like... I would say. You know that, like, most of these characters don't exist in Breaking Bad. Yeah. And so just the fact that they exist in this show, which is a prequel, and don't exist in Breaking Bad, which happens later, you're like, right, well then they either have so to do something s- happens. Right. Either this happens in a way that isn't believable, or these writers continue to show that they know what they're doing yeah. and something happens to the characters at some yeah. point. But like they're still so fucking compelling and mm. so believable. And I think my favorite bit about the show is that like um it feels like, you're like, oh, I know where this is going. It feels predictable. And then it never does what you think no, is going to happen. No, it's so understated. And it always does still something so believable and, yes, yeah, subtle and true to life. Yeah. But so satisfying and so uniquely different and original. I can't think of an example. I've got one have, yeah. great example, and I'll be quick about it. But basically, like, um, so if you've watched Breaking Bad, you'll know the character Mike Ehrmantraut. He's the bald old guy yeah. that helps Walt. Um he is a major character in this as well, which is yeah. lovely because he's so he's fucking good. He's the best good. fucking character. Um, I don't know any of the cast names, but uh, so I'll just refer to the character names. But like, yeah. he, his, everyone in the show is like a fucking incredible performance. Yeah. He particularly... Also, I will say this. If you watch the first couple of episodes and you were put off by Bob Odenkirk's performance, um, I was too. I think he really eases into the character of Jimmy. Yeah, and Jimmy over is the like, course of the first season, Jimmy's deliberately annoying. I think in the in the first. Yeah, season. Yeah, and, and I think yeah. he really. I think you've just got to stick with it throughout the first season. 
he becomes much more easy to empathize with after the first sort of half of the first season. So if that's been putting you off and you don't like the character very much, I didn't either. I now love him. You just need to give him a a little bit of time. That's for you, Pat. Anyway. um, No, I was talking to a couple of people, actually. A couple (laughs) of people that have fallen off off the the Mm. start of the first season. And I did too. I only got halfway through it. I'll just go put you on blast on my podcast. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I would urge people to give it another go if you've fallen off it. But anyway, so Mike. Um, So Mike is, he needs money. And so he takes a job through his contacts. uh, And the job is an escort a security mission basically where he's going to go with this guy while he does some sort of deal and um, black market deal long story short there's going to be three guys that ride along and Mike ends up um, outsmarting the other two guys slash they fuck up and he ends up taking their share and going alone and he goes with this guy and the guy they're escorting is like a big fucking geek like a nerd like a real dweeb like a loser. <laughs> and um and so you're like, how is this guy doing a drug deal? And he's selling pharmaceuticals that he has stolen to uh the Mexican cartel. And so he goes along and it, it, it goes well and it becomes this pattern that this nerd guy and Mike have where they do a couple of jobs. And then uh at one point this guy this nerd guy rocks up and he's bought like the most obnoxious fucking car. It's like a <laughs> like huge hollow flames H2 on it. <laughs> with bright yellow with flames painted down the sides of it. Yeah. And Mike's like, I'm not getting in that fucking thing. <laughs> and the guy's like, Why not? And um Mike says, like, this is a job that requires subtlety. If you can't be subtle, you can't do the job, basically. I'm not getting in that. I'll drive you. We can still go, but I'm not getting in this fucking car. And the guy's like, well, this is my car. I'm going in this, so get in or you can leave. And then he sort of gets... You can feel him getting too arrogant, and the guy's like... "Um, and plus, you haven't been doing anything anyway. You just sit there. <laughs> you just sit there. Why would I bother? I don't know why I'm paying you $1,500 every time. Um, I'm, I might as well go by myself. And Mike's like, okay. And he just walks off. And this guy goes by himself. And so you're like, as an audience member, you're thinking like, well, this guy's going to get himself killed. That's yeah, what's going to happen. That's, that's what the show he's is gonna showing He's going to get you, robbed. That, yeah. The guy's going to steal the drugs. And then he's going to fucking kill him. And that's going to be the lesson that the show is teaching you. Right? And yeah. Mike was somehow, and it didn't seem like Mike was preventing that, but somehow he was. In yeah. a way that you didn't appreciate until after you see the consequences. That's yeah. what the show does really beautifully is it sets things up, but it doesn't it makes you feel like he's doing something, but it doesn't show you what he's doing because <laughs> only he knows. Yeah. And that's the beauty of that character. And then it will show you after it happens or yeah. something. So the guy goes to this deal and um he's showing the the guy that's buying the drugs is like is this character called Nacho. So Nacho's like, nice fucking car. And the nerd is like, oh, yeah, thanks. It's new, blah, 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 blah. And he goes like, he's showing off. So he's like, yeah, check it out. I got all, I specced it out. It's all fucking awesome. Look, oh, si- sit inside it. He's like, check out the leather. And so he invites the guy in and, and the Nacho hands him the packet of money. And the guy's like, check, you know, get inside, hop inside, have a fucking look around. And again, you're like waiting for this guy to, to get killed, right? Because that's that it sets the characters up to feel like like animals. Whereas yeah, just like, if yeah, you turn yeah. your head away for a second, they're gonna just fucking eat you. Yeah, right. And that's how Nacho has been set up. Yeah, 
And then what happens is he goes around to the back of the truck to count the money, so he's out of sight, and Nacho's sitting in the passenger seat, and the only thing that happens in that whole scene is Nacho opens a glove box really quietly and just looks at the guy's vehicle registration and finds his home address. That's right! And then he puts it back and he closes the glove box. Yeah! And that's it. And the guy comes back around to the passenger side and he's like, all good? And the guy's like, all good. And, the, and, and it's then like they go immediately home. way more intimidating. Yeah, you're like, and you're like, fuck. Because now he knows the dude's address. So the payoff, instead of a one-time thing of yeah. like, he's going to, f- he, he he can kill him and he could get that It's this like lingering thing for the, rest of the, the, right. for the rest of the few seasons or episodes. No, what if, yeah, for the rest of a couple of episodes, it's like, what the fuck is he doing with his address? Yeah, because now he, the guy has like information and leverage and he has the ability, like he might, now he can like torture him. He knows what his he name is. Hold, he can right. figure out where he works. He has so much more leverage yeah. over the guy than he did. It's smarter mm. not to kill him because you can get more out of it. And it's the perfect example of like, y- you think you know where the show is going. Yeah. And then as soon as the show shows you where it's going, you're it's like, like, oh, fuck, that's that a would way be better stupid. idea. Yeah. <laughs> you're not thinking long term. Yeah. That's, the, that's like one of the number mm. one things that this show does is as, a, as an audience, maybe like, fuck, it'd be fucking cool if this happened. And yeah. then the show's like, yeah, it would be. But yeah. you know what would be way cooler? <laughs> and again, yeah. you're thinking short term. You know, we're thinking like multiple episode payoffs. Yeah. So I think what for me the number one thing, other than like the performances and also the, the production design is also great. It's just a very naturalistic looking show. Yeah. Um, the quality of the episode to episode writing, the plot of this show it's the most believable fucking show fascinating like they don't like even just the way that like he starts as Jimmy Begill uh, and we don't have to spoil this but like he starts no. as Jimmy Begill and at some point assumes the name Saul Goodman yeah but the, the way that he begins to assume the name Saul Goodman could easily be shit but the way that they do it is so elaborate yeah. and slowly paced there's so many beats that justify that it by the time it comes you're like Oh, yeah. fuck, I, I just good. watched the episode where that happens, <laughs> and halfway through the reveal, yeah. I was like, "Fuck, that's where he gets his yeah. name, isn't it?" And then they did it; it was great. But I, until the, halfway through the reveal, I didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. And also another compelling thing, which I don't know if yeah, because of mm. you finished it, is something that you don't remember or not. But um, another way they set up intrigue is that they have these black and white flashbacks yeah. to him working yeah. at a Cinnabon store. They're not flashbacks they're flash forwards sorry they're flash forwards clearly because yeah. he's, he's got less hair and stuff sorry so they're, they're from they're his life forwards. at the end of Breaking Bad right so he has a different name again there that's yeah. not Saul yeah and so you're like well yeah right so like are these situated between the two series yeah. or is that after the series is done and like what's going to happen with this so it's setting up multiple uh, it doesn't do that very often, but it's just yeah. enough to show you, like, again, like, it's like True Detective, where yeah. uh, Matthew McConaughey is sitting there in the interview room with the cops, and he's like, got white hair, he's got a big fucking mullet, and he's chain smoking, and fuck all he's the, doing is drinking. Rules. It's so good, because yeah. it's so powerful showing a, where a character ends up, and then yeah. being like, now I'm going to draw the line for you yeah. over eight fucking episodes. Yeah. You know what I mean? This show it fucking rules. rules. And the, the hardest so sell good. about Better Call Saul is if you ask someone, have you seen Breaking Bad? And they go, nah, I couldn't get into it. Because you're like, yeah. fuck. Because like, I think Better Call Saul is so different to Breaking Bad in it such is a refreshing way that like, if you didn't like Breaking Bad, you'll probably like you probably There's might still, still, a good still like, chance Better, that you'll Call like Saul, Better Call Saul. But if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, 
you're missing out by skipping straight to Better Call Saul. Yeah, so it's yeah. like such a niche. Better it's Call so Saul's insane. definitely a better show. Because yeah. Sorry, definitely better to watch if you've watched Breaking Bad because yeah. there's characters where they don't really make a big fuss and show of a reveal or an introduction, but it's very meaningful because yeah. you know who they are from Breaking Bad. And I think that as the timeline starts to converge, that just becomes more true the later it goes. Right, like, exactly. I, I, yeah, the, the, further it go, like, the further it goes, the more I'm like, oh, no, you really need to see Breaking Bad. Yeah, there's definitely the relationships that yeah, are... The, the shit that they're hinting that they're setting up yeah. is like way more cool. If you There's people who are enemies in Breaking Bad and they start off as like friends in this. Friends in yeah. this and that, that kind of thing. And, the, and so it's just lost on you if you don't know that that's where they end up. Yeah, the yeah. other thing I think but is... You don't need it, you know? Right. The other thing I think is cool as fuck in this show is about how like it never gives you what you want and when it does give you what you want, it stretches it out in the most tantric fucking way. Yeah, it's way. a poison. It's always a poison pill. Yeah, exactly. And when it does give you what you want, it'll be like, oh, we finally show. I mean, this isn't what happens, but as an example, it would be like hypothetically. Yeah. They show you where the better call. They show you where the Saul Goodman name comes from, and at the same time, like kill a character. It's like right. it's that sort of shit. Yeah, where they, exactly. Where they're like, oh yeah, we'll give you what you want, but we're gonna like yeah make you wish you never wish for it. Yeah, it's it, so. It's like um, it, it's like you. Some payoff will come at the cost of a betrayal, always. Yeah. So, and they really have like workshopped it so that it feels like it's like it's just worth it to do. Yeah, but you, it's like you can do this, and you kind of need to. But the but that character that you like is gonna hate you forever. Fuck. I, I goddamn I want to because you because I, I I watched all the seasons you're currently watching like a few months ago now yeah. and like the, you, so you just you're kind like of forgot s- sending me clips every now and then I'm like fuck I forgot the show rules yeah. goddamn it's also incredibly and, like it's worth mentioning it's incredibly well assembled it's just an incredibly well made show mm. like the the cinematography and the choice of camera angles the choice of camera movements the choice of blocking is always very clever it's so fucking and good and so it feels clean easy excellent to watch but the- it is these are the best people at their jobs yeah. working at their best all you know? the camera it's angles so impressive are so creative and unique and yeah. interesting not like in a in it's an not exhaust- every frame of painting yeah, type shit not in an exhausting way but just like in an interesting way where it's yeah. like oh they could have done that shot in a boring way and then it in the cool way yeah. and then another thing that I I got this from listening to a uh, watching like an interview with the cast is they said like they they pointed out that like uh, the writing got maybe it was an, uh, maybe it was like a Thomas Flight like sure. the kind of thing where they were saying like the writing gets it's more ambitious in terms of what it's expecting the actors to do the more the seasons go on right like, as the actors get better at acting in their characters where like there's so much shit where it's like non-verbal acting yep i just had a scene right it, there's so much unspoken stuff yeah. in the show as well where it's it's like bob odenkirk is so good that he can just convey something in like a couple looks right uh, yeah he can convey like a whole thought process yep. and like a few like and every character is capable of that yeah. every actor is capable of that for their characters it's so i just sick. had a scene where uh bob odenkirk breaks down and um i was not sure until the very end of the scene, whether or not that was a real breakdown yeah. or whether or not that was completely faked. And I think the truth of the writing is that it was a little bit of both. Yeah. And that's how it felt. There are 
it's, it's like so sick. he's using, you know, it's like characters using the emotion sometimes to their own gain. And yeah. so it's never so blatant as to be like, it's not like the usual suspects where at the end it's like, oh, it was Kaiser Soze and because he fixes his limp and it's like, okay, cool. Well, that's, that's the twist. It's so <laughs> much more... I think I don't know if I even got that right. So I've only watched it once. I haven't seen Usual Suspects. Oh, that was on my list. Go. Oh, it's a big old Kevin Spacey movie. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was, was going to watch it. Oh. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you about that. To know it's like a twenty-year-old movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's completely my fault. Yeah, <laughs> that, that rules, dude. I also don't think it's. Actually, that great. I think it's a very okay Oh, no, it's fine. But there you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. If that happened to me, that would annoy me. That's fine. Um, it's one of those movies like, oh, I'd love to watch it someday, but I won't. It's, I was never going to watch it. Yeah. The, the, the visual acting thing, though, is you're like... You're not missing out on much there, but yeah. There um, are so many scenes where, like, it will be, like, he has to, he's pulling a scam, and so he has to act... Like he's believably being a character, yeah. but as the audience, you can tell he's acting, but yeah. you still have to believe that a character in the world would believe him. And I still don't like, I do actually feel like what's happening there is he's just that performance, that secondary character, but yeah. because you know what he is in the rest of the show, you're imparting all of this yeah. backstory onto it, but he doesn't have to do that. He just has to convince the other person. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's so good. All like, yeah. When Elster shows try and even do that kind so of situation. The show just like trusts that you're smart. Yeah, it's, it's so, so refreshing. Sweet. It's Watch really, really it's but quietly excellent. Yeah. Excellent, excellent, excellent television. For people out there that haven't seen Breaking Bad, if you like crime stuff, watch Breaking Bad and you'll fucking love it anyway. But I think Breaking Bad holds seen, up really well. Yeah, yeah. If you've already seen Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul is tonally so different and it's so fucking good. Like, it is different, uh, what, but I will also say if you did enjoy Breaking Bad, I think it's yeah. very likely that you will like this show. One of my favorite things about Better Call Saul and one of the points of difference is about how, how much more positive it is. Mm. Like I get that these shows are all kind of inherently tragedies because that seems to just be what gets fucking Vince what's his name hard Vince Gilligan like, yeah. he just fucking loves like just destroying people yeah he uh, does but like um, like it's just so it's it's, it's positive like J- the, Jimmy McGill is like inherently a more likable character like Walt it blows my mind that like no one thinks earlier that like Walt is like a he's a fucking asshole and Walt sucks yeah. Yeah. and like but Jimmy is like such a likable character that even though the stuff he's doing is like maybe unethical you want him to be succeeding mm. uh, and uh, the fact that there's like a bit of like a, a bit of a positive chemistry love story kind of kind of situation happening between Jimmy and Kim, uh, and then all this like family stuff that's happening where Him Jimmy is brother. like trying his hardest with his brother to like have a good relationship, whereas Walt and Jesse like none of the characters in Breaking Bad seem to give a fuck about each other. It's at all. So, so adversarial. Like, this is yeah. like an inherently more positive show, yeah. And this is a like a funnier show. And I think because it. I'll, we'll close out on this because like, there's a fucking upset dog crying at the door to be let out. But um, I think what that allows for is that the show feels so much more uh, heartbreaking sometimes. Yeah. Because with Breaking Bad, it was just that you... He... Walt would put himself into corner after corner and after corner. And you'd be corner. like, yeah, you deserve Because he was bro. acting out of self-interest. And then yeah. you'd be like, well, I want him to succeed because I like he's like the lesser of two evils. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then it was impressive to watch him work. But yeah. with... With Jimmy, it is like 
You're like, I love this guy. You want him to succeed because they've put him in these situations where it's like he's not a bad guy. He just, he just. He needs like one more win, and then he he's, always and then just he's, needs yeah. that one uh, win. It's it's like uncut gems. It is like uncut gems. <laughs> it is it is actually yeah, he's a like, no, he's, lot like uncut gems. He's a good gems. guy. He just needs this one win, and then he's out. Yeah. Absolutely, oh, it's yeah. like, uncut gems is a great fucking point of contact for this series. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it feels like. Less in the stressful same way and funnier. But like, yeah. no, he has a good heart, yeah. whereas Walt does not have a good heart. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Jimmy has a good heart, and that's so much easier to get the audience on board with, and it yeah. feels so much more satisfying when he wins, and so much more heartbreaking when he makes bad choices. It's really wonderful for that. So yeah, I think it's exactly. very clever. Yeah. It's very clever. We have enjoyed it. The, yep. the series continues Highly to recommend. be good, dude. So you're gonna fucking the last love the episode ever has like literally came out last week. So it's yeah. now done. They're not making any more That's of it. So it's a coherent series. You gotta watch I think it. it's is it six seasons. Yeah. Six yeah. seasons. Each season has like roughly ten episodes. It's just a breeze. Yeah. It's awesome. It's so good. Uh, watch that show. Is that your homework? I'm for next glad week that I'm not done with it yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, glad I'm I haven't so seen j- it. I'm so yeah. jealous. It's, it's one of those kind of shows. Yeah. Um, uh, watch that I think next week we're probably going to watch Nope I want to watch Nope yeah so that's probably a good homework for next time uh, thank you very much for listening thanks for your patience thank as you. we just sort of you know uh, just do these whenever just the fuck we shit. feel like it yeah uh, love you love you miss you uh, Facebook Gmail emails let yep. us know what you want us to it's watch it's all in the episode description it's all in the description we're going to watch Nope next week so do your homework talk to you later bye love okay, you miss bye. you bye 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 thank you bye If there's any thought Better think of me For a little support Out of time I need It'll be enough Not a chance Driving into town Can't see or hear Kill communication Stepping off the grid just to let me know Too many got my time